This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Jersey. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week on The Great Equalizer, Sam is a bad friend. Charlene's doing Sober October in June. Copycat. And we chat about body image. Yeah, have you got your tissues ready? (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a good one. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. Starting Uh, off the week strong? Yes, I think I am. I want to try a f- couple of different things this week. So before I ask you how you are, mm-hmm. I want to know how you're bombing at momming. <laughs> <laughs> By bombing at momming, I'm assuming how am I doing good? You're not meaning exploding and falling into a puddle of, of uh, ruin. Exactly that, Charlene. <laughs> We're a very, very realistic um, podcast. And I know that in all of us, every, every week, because this is what we would tell a friend, mm. is that you, you're doing a great job. And we always tell everybody that we're doing a great jo- job. And neither of us, every week, can come up with how we're doing a great job. So I need us to admit how we're doing a great job to ourselves, yes. if not to anybody else. Um, but by the same token, we are realistic. So... We're going to follow it up with our hashtag bad mom moment. Yeah, because let's just be honest. There's, <laughs> there's, you got to take the good with the bad. There's never a – I legit feel like that. I'll have like a highlight. Yay, that was great. And then – Seconds later. Se- only seconds later it's followed up with an <laughs> epic fail of some sort. So, yeah, that, that's realistic. I like that. Yeah. Cool. So how am I, how am I bombing at momming is what you're asking I'm me. I'm asking that, yeah. I suppose if I had to say I this past week – my bombing at momming moment would be that I managed to get through the week without a complete and utter meltdown like the previous week Good. that I had. Even uh, though Aunt Irma was, uh, yes, you know, was in town. I was in town. Yeah, I, I suspect that was part of the initial meltdown the previous week. It was the <laughs> lead up to Auntie Irma's visit. <laughs> I just lost it completely with both the kids, and it. We had a screaming match moment. I mean, winning as a parent, I ha- I was. And um, I, I just screamed at, at Josh. Jesse started crying. I was crying. And then when he wanted to apologize, I wouldn't accept his apology because <laughs> I was so angry. <laughs> Terrible momming. I wasn't doing very great. So this week, bombing at momming, I managed to not have a moment like that with them this week. We all came around through the week unscathed. Everyone's alive. We don't hate each other. Nobody cried. <laughs> but we're very realistic on this podcast. So uh, tell us what was your hashtag bad mom moment this week <laughs> <laughs> well yeah then this morning Jessie wouldn't put on her shoes and Josh is feeling ill he's got a temperature I'm not feeling well Jess slept only woke up once instead of the usual five times a night but her brother was up all night because he was sick so mom still didn't sleep and whilst battling to put on her shoes she started screaming and going a floor mood and wanted to bite her brother I eventually just left her and my bad mom moment was when I stormed out the door and under my breath said cuss words at her I might have called her a See you next Tuesday. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just go and put on your shoes later when you're not being a little 
<clears throat> yeah, so that that was probably a bad mom moment on my part. I'm hoping that I, it was under my breath enough <laughs> for no one to hear. Well, like, what was Jess's first word? <laughs> I think it was dada. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. No, one of Josh's first ones was um, "fuck this, dada." Yeah. Jess, we managed to avoid that with Jess. So. Okay, well, probably in the top 10 will be the C word. Yeah, I think so. Congrats, Mama. Thanks. Doing a great <laughs> job. How are you bombing at momming? Right. I um, invested in uh, the Little Checkers starter kit. Hooray. Yeah, for two reasons. One, to shop more at Checkers than yes. at Woolworths. Sorry, at Woolworths SA. Mm. But... I'm trying to bring down costs and be a little bit more responsible uh, when it comes to how we budget our um, weekly groceries. groceries yeah. And um, what better sort of motivation to do that than uh, through the little checkers sort of activation that they've got going yeah, on? Yeah, it's a amazing. lovely concept. I absolutely love it. This is not sponsored, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, it does, it does sound a little bit like that. It's hey. not at all. No, it's not sponsored by Checkers. We're just moms who bought into a concept. I totally yeah. bought into it. I'll post some pics of, of how my little Checkers is doing. I'm quite impressed with myself. I'm I'm like upping my Lego game. I, and I, I have the sum total of one little man, so I better get going. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like doing well. Check it out. I like it. Uh-huh. It's really cool. Yeah. Um. So that is how I think I'm bombing at momming, managing my family's groceries a bit better and also buying into it so that and then each little pack can be a surprise that I take home to Elijah come let's see what we're going to do next oh that's boy. nice yes and you can do it with him so it's you it's spending it's time with him a little also except not Charlene <laughs> and this is where my hashtag bad mom moment comes in okay. I got started on it last night and Elijah is two and a half yeah, not really that keen on spending that much time on it. Maybe one or two or five blocks in. He can't, but also he's a Duplo kid still. Mm, yeah, those blocks are really small, and I think it's um, just above his age. Um, yeah, I don't know his his age for now. And you know, I had high hopes that it would be uh, sort of quality time, but it wasn't. Eventually, last night I got to a point where I. I said to Ray, just take this kid. I'm just trying to sort the shit out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So Ray had to take Elijah and spend quality time with him while I built my little checkers. <laughs> Listen, let it not be said that you don't follow through. I do Because at through. least you finish what you start. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so you ain't going to let no kid get in the way of that. Yeah. So while, while I'm being a bad um, <laughs> mom, yeah. In that respect, and g- getting my little checkers uh, ducks in a row, I'm also a terrible friend. Yes, you mentioned what. What's the deal there? Uh, I mean, I mentioned this last year back when we did our mom friends episode. I have gotten really bad at texting my friends back. Ah, but we've we've spoken about this. We have, but I'm back at it, and I'm feeling the miffness from my friends, and I feel. Bad. I really do. Have they told you that they're just like, listen, we know you're busy, you got a kid, but honestly. I mean, not in so many words, but I got that funk from them. Is and it? I'm just like, I'm s- public apology if you guys are listening. I'm sorry. I Can I tell you what happens? I'm on so many damn WhatsApp groups and have, like, I feel like I need a separate work phone and a separate personal phone. Mm. Because this is what happens in my WhatsApp. I 
everything is top of mind and I have all of my um, messages and I get so many that it's almost the whole screen is replaced with new contacts within like a couple of hours. Yeah. And I'm and then all the unread messages kind of build up that I can't even go, oh, I have that one unread message from someone or two unread messages and I remember who it's from. Sometimes it's like 50 unread messages and I'm I'm drown I'm drowning in WhatsApp messages, people. Yeah, I drowning. Have the same thing. So I I don't know what to do and I have just asked my friends for a little bit of grace. But I can imagine why they're, they're, they're still a little bit... Myth about it. Myth about it, yeah. Look, I hear you. And yeah, there's no excuse. There's no way of getting out of it. Because, I mean, I'm sure any normal person would think, listen, it takes two effing seconds to respond to a message. Can you mm. just like... It doesn't take up your whole life. Which is true. But... You need to cut yourself some slack as well because you, you're not doing it at anyone. You are just doing what you need to do to get through the day. I'm just trying to keep my head above water because I'm getting so many messages in. It's not even like I can have one conversation with one person while I'm, while I'm finishing up a story that I'm writing or while I'm getting through my emails or while I'm doing my banking. It's not. It's like three or four different people. So essentially... If I were to get to all of my messages, I might as well just plonk myself on a couch and only WhatsApp for the whole day. That is quite realistic. Yeah, because how else are you going to – that's how much – it's three minutes here, two minutes there, one minute there. Yes, it's only one or two minutes to respond to your message, but I've got a ton of other ones to respond to as well. I I don't know how to navigate that. I've got the same problem. I'm just like, you want to take offense – Sorry, didn't mean it that way. Yeah, really. I love you. You're my friend. Cool. I'll apologize. Also, what I do is I just let the messages pile up, kind of like what I do with you. You know, so you don't, you often don't get to my messages, but then I just send a new one. And then at some point you get back to all of them. Yes, and it's true. Ooh. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, sorry. I, I did mean to answer you on that. And that's what I've said to my friends. I'm like, if there's something more, just keep adding to the messages. And then your name will also pop up. First on the WhatsApp list. They we'll must be like, what the fuck like, are you saying, they woman? They don't get it, I don't think. And that's okay because they're not in it. But I just... Ugh. Listen, I get it. I do get it. I'm listening to what you're saying now. And I'm thinking if I was not the f- this... If I wasn't in this relationship with you that we are now. If I was in another <laughs> relationship with you. Yeah. I, it, I'd probably think to myself, ach nee, rarach. Really? Yeah. This is... You're telling me that our communication as friends has become this yeah. amount of work. And even Ray, two weeks ago, Ray sent me messages. Just remind me of this when I bitch about solo parenting in July. Okay. He's away for two or three weeks in July, and he sent me all of the dates over WhatsApp. Eesh. I think two weeks ago while I was meeting a deadline or doing something that was urgent, and I was just like, I'll get back to it later. In the back of my mind, I still need to go back to those messages, messages. Get the so I can Slot them into your diary. Mm. I, know. I know exactly. It's on my mental to-do list. Go back to my husband's messages to see when he's not going to be here. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I, I, if I say exactly, I can't yeah, actually like. express how much I understand yeah. what you're in. So I understand you and I'm sorry, but... There's no way around it. It is what it is. Please just accept my apology, whoever is affected by my lack Lack of of ability to reply. Mm. Charlene, you are now doing Sober October. Did I inspire you last (laughs) week? (laughs) 
I don't, I suppose, yes, yeah, it, it landed, it didn't land on deaf ears, but yeah, I've just been, as you know, and most of the listeners that have been following us for a while might know, they, you would have heard us mention it before, that I'm trying to make healthier choices and just, we're always, Sam and I are always trying to look after ourselves a little bit more, even though we fail dismally at the best of times. Um, I've managed to shed a bit of the weight that made me unhappy um, from my two pregnancies and general just bad living and not taking care of what I put into my body. And so I'm starting to feel better about how I view myself in terms of the way I look, but I'm not feeling energized and all that much healthier. Like, you know, when there's certain ailments that come with being overweight, yeah. Some of the, the, those elements have started dissipating, but I still, like, I don't get bad indigestion anymore or heartburn or that kind of thing. But I do not feel as energized as I could, and my skin's not as nice as I would like for it to be. It's not, like, radiantly glowing and that kind of thing. Yeah. So I just... Uh, and you've been urging me to look after myself more. I, a couple of weeks back, had a bad uh, migraine, so we actually had to uh, postpone or reschedule our recording, which I hate because this podcast for me is part of my self-care program. And if I have to um, cut that out or postpone it or not get to it, then that means I'm neglecting myself. In yeah, my you're opinion. not putting yourself first. Yes, because I have some damn ailment, which I, I'm not prepared to do. So I am going to start a bit of a, a cleanse and a detox program, which will take a, like just a little bit over a month. And yeah, we'll see how we go. Not really for weight loss. I suppose weight loss, because there is a couple of kilos more that I'd like to shed, but um, more for wanting to feel better and wanting to l make conscious decisions about a healthier lifestyle for myself and for my family mm -hmm. and so that's where I'm at so zero coffee yep. which is the hardest that I'm gonna battle with because even though I did cut a lot of stuff out of my diet um coffee was not one of them and they because I don't sleep well at night I'm always tired during the day and the only way I can get or keep myself going is by getting those caffeine fixes mm -hmm. so, so we're turning into a couple of Greenie beanies. We'll be sipping on green tea when next anybody sees us, and water, <laughs> and all of those types of things. So, if and also part of the process, it's a detoxification process. So, I'm probably going to get some headaches because of the withdrawals from not having any coffee and all of the unhealthy um, processed foods with all sorts of preservatives and stuff in them. And so I won't be able to take any headache tablets or anything like oh that because Lord. you're detoxing, you're yeah, cleansing your system so of hard. those things. Yeah. So that's it's, I'm not looking forward to it, but I know it is necessary. I'll feel better when I'm done with mm. doing it. And yeah. It's like the only thing, medicine you can take when it comes to stuff like that is water, 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 mm. water. It's mm. just bizarre. Okay, good luck. Godspeed. We're <laughs> Thanks. with you. Thanks. Well, we support you. <laughs> Thanks. Well, you've, you've already done quite a long stint yourself and you're already starting to feel much better. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pushing for the 20, first 21 days to pass because then I know it'll, it'll take a turn from there and it'll get easier. For sure. I also think this ties in quite nicely with what we're going to be chatting about today. Mm -hmm. Um. And I mean, like I said, I joked earlier, but do you have your tissues ready? Because this is, this is uh, something that 
that it's actually quite hard to admit and to talk about, right? Mm. Um, well, I mean, for me, it, it always has been. I'm a little bit more, I've come to terms with it a bit more. But yeah, it's a difficult topic. Yeah. So guys, we're going to head there. Come with us. We're talking body image. Please remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planets Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are women and it comes naturally to us, we reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag no judges. So I think what's super interesting in terms of this is that it's sure you last year set out to lose weight that you were uncomfortable with. But where we started this discussion, it's not even about weight loss anymore as it is the way that you love yourself. And I think through this discussion, we're going to get there as well. But I I mean, let's start at the very beginning because I believe... That for girls especially and women, body image starts from a very young age. I agree, especially in today's society. And I mean, I grew up also seeing, viewing, even in today's day and age, you have that that pop culture the keeping up with the Kardashians, reality shows, those kinds of things that we're all exposed to. And um, when I was young, those things didn't exist. However, there are models, beauty magazines, perceived um, concepts of what a woman should and should not look like, Um, what is sexy, what isn't, what is attractive, what isn't. Can I tell you, like culturally, we actually grew up in the era that supermodels rose to to you know celebrity status, we're talking Naomi Campbell, Cindy mm. Crawford, um, Claudia Schiffer, yeah, mm. that whole generation kind of reached a peak uh, in the nineties when you and I were growing up. And then you have people like Kate Moss that was perpetually, I mean, th- those this waif-like were- body image, mm. yeah. Also, uh, Jane Fonda and Suzanne Summers, who came out in their like aerobicized little uh, leotards, unitards, and G strings, and that is also, I have to say, the image that our moms were living up to at the time. Yes, no, it wasn't only about the perms, people. It was just this absolute like the same with up and down. At least Kim Kardashian is allowing for us to have uh, bigger thighs. Yes, and, and, <laughs> and boobs, no thigh gaps, boobs you know? and, and a butt, you yeah. know? Because, I mean, I legit once in high school, a guy told me that my ass looks like a police horse's backside. That's <laughs> I have to laugh. What? Yeah. He told you that to your face. Yeah, I don't know why you have such a high opinion of yourself anyway, because you've got an ass. Your gut likes is a police person. Oh, my God. That was a boy in high How school. How old were you? I think I was about 16. A boy told me that in high school. Like, So his perception also of a woman was a specific thing. Like Which is you, so dangerous, because what part of what we're going to get to today is... Um, how terrified I am to have a girl because I need to have my body image in tip-top shape because I'm, I don't want to 
um, I don't want my daughter one day to, to inherit. feel those pressures yeah. because this is what she heard her mom say exactly. or do or saw. But but the boys are even more important because they're the ones going and saying shit like that to girls. So for me, the penny dropped when about body image, when I had Josh. I realized I held him in my arms and I realized, you know, at least he will have his dad who will teach him how to treat a woman because of how his dad treats me. Which then made me think a little bit further and I was like, that's great. He'll know how to treat a woman because his dad will lead by example. But what will I be telling him about women and how women perceive themselves and what is right? Because if, if he hears me talking about to his dad or not even to his dad or if he says mommy yeah I have one of my smarties and I'm like no thanks I don't want a smartie why mommy they're so nice because they make me fat mm. how it, are you changing that language what am I telling him what message does that give him so what are you rather saying what decision have you made are you saying something different yeah so I'll say I'd, mommy doesn't really like to eat too much chocolates it's not it's not that healthy or um I, if I eat too many sweeties, um, uh, I have to go to the dentist more because it makes my t- uh, it makes my teeth rot, or um, I don't like to eat too much of it because it's not it's not healthy. Yeah, makes so, me feel sick, or it makes my tummy sore. Yes, or, or whatever. Which are all viable answers. Mm, they yes. actually are true. And and the truth is that I like it sometimes, but I don't want to have it all the time because I prefer to balance my intake more. And I'm trying to get that message across. It's okay. I don't want him to perceive chocolates or sweets or anything like that as an absolute taboo. Mm. Because I don't want him to feel judged for liking certain things either. But I want my children to understand that there's merit in balance. It's okay to indulge from time to time. But do I eat like that every day? No, because I don't want to be putting only unhealthy things into my body. That's what I'm aiming for. I'm trying my best. It's it not is always hard though because you don't always like you arrived at my house one day last year and you're just like I have to just tell someone I'm overweight and I feel fat and awful and I have to tell you this Sam because I can't say it out loud in my own house. No, I can't. I can't. It is I've you've and it and that comes with another thing. That that is twofold because that brings me to am I feeling trapped in my own living space? Because mm. am I like suppressing feelings that then roll into depression and other psychological issues? So you have to have an outlet for these things and you have to be able to talk about how you feel. But I don't want my children to hear me calling myself fat and ugly and we don't talk like that. I, that's not in our vocabulary and I would like to... I would like to continue to not have that in our vocabulary. Which is super admirable because it was very much so a part of my family's vocabulary. And I had a chat, um, not my my family now with Ray, mm. I mean growing up. Growing up, yeah. Um, I think it was just the norm. And I, I had a chat with my mom about this and I think she's just going to – She hi, mom. She listens to every episode. And so does mine. She feels bad about it, but um, – you know, I feel the need to talk about it in that my brother was three, so Josh's age, and they were walking through a shop and my brother said, Mommy, look at that lady's fat bum. And it was a joke that, that you know, we spoke about and we laughed about how this three-year-old embarrassed my mom um, in the shops the one day, but why Where was Where did that? he hear that? Yeah, And I have to say, my brother 
who also listens to the show, hey, Jono, <laughs> <laughs> I think it has impacted on the way he views women, um, you know, growing up. And yes. that certainly impacted me. Yes. Um, on what's good and what's bad. My mom also, in just trying to do the right thing and be honest with me, was the first person to tell me I had cellulite. And my mom's the same. We, we've always been very open. I mean, my mom, and I love her for it, and I love that we have that open, honest communication. And, and she also listens to every episode. Hello, mama. Um, <laughs> she, and I appreciate her honesty because she's instilled honesty in me. So she can come to me and say to me, where is your sister? What's happening here? Because mm, I'm concerned for you. you yeah. know, you're, you're, you're expanding a little bit. What's wrong? Are you unhappy? I don't want you to, to put your emotions into your eating. How can I help you? That kind of thing. So she, never, she would never make you feel judged, but she's not going to lie to you. Yeah. She's not going to be like, oh, my God. there's nothing wrong with you. you you're, she would rather try and get to like, What's happening? Are you unhappy? Are you battling to eat healthy? Is it your health? What, let's, ha let's come up with a plan, yeah? Because surely you, I'm concerned for your health, yeah, kind of thing. So my mom would also, as a teenager when I was growing up, she would encourage me all the time because I had a beautiful body. Just this weekend I was saying to my mom, I wish I was as fat as you thought you were thought, when you were, how old? Yes, 15, 14, yeah. 13, 15. The first time I thought I was fat. Yeah. I wish I was that size because I was nowhere near fat. So let me give you a bit of background on my, on my body image um, and how that impacted my life. And I, I think even though you, you think that our stories are very different, you'll see that they actually are very much the same. Okay. Okay. I was nine when puberty hit okay nine and my boobs started growing that, that's young mine started young. a lot older yeah i was young very very young and of what happens when you start puberty it's not only your boobs that you start gaining curves mm. and even though i'm one of the shortest in a crowd of women now because my growth plates literally stopped when i was 12 so i stopped growing in height when okay. i was 12 um, so I started gaining boobs when all the rest of my friends were still very much flat chested. And for most girls, they're like, yes, I've got boobs. Well, for quite a, quite a lot of girls, it's like you, you celebrate the moment that you start getting yeah, boobs, but, but then you're 12 age. or 13. Yes, yes. Whereas the rest of my friends were all still children and behaving like children. And I had to grow up very fast because... I would go to like, an, I remember very distinctly going with one of my friends to an indoor play park and by that time I was 10 and that's like, I mean, like Yeesh or um, Kids Fun House or, you know, or just bounce an indoor, or something, yeah. yes. And paying entrance and they had to query how old I was because I, or I look, I was 10 and I looked 13 <sighs> and um, going, I remember going down the slide and being this huge oaf of a person <laughs> going down the slide, and everybody around me was smaller and skinnier than me. Um, and my friend, who's still like beautifully sort of waif-like naturally, that's, that was my best friend growing up, um, she was obviously still very skinny and like a, a little girl. And I used to tape my boobs. Do you remember that movie Now and Then mm, mm, with mm. Christina Ricci? Yes, yes. I used to tape my boobs like that to try and get them not to bounce around. Like I was, I was just super uncomfortable and hated having breasts. And then, of course, my parents started, and then 
I started gaining weight. And I was never, like, I find a lot of girls who start puberty later embrace their curves and they start really, I've noticed with my nieces, sort of loving their curves from time to time. I hated it. I hated it. I hated my body. I also struggled with acne. And the boy also said uh, something to the effect, like, well, I don't know why you're commenting on it, pizza face. Mm -mm. Or, no, he said... Have you ever heard of Clarisol oh pizza face? Oh my gosh. And I was just like, do you not fucking think I've tried every goddamn thing on the market? You piece of shit. And that, that is also just that. Oh, kids can be so mean. Yeah, you know, that 360 moment when you hold your son and you're just like, may you never, never say ever that make to a, girl. a girl or anybody but for that matter feel that way. Feel that way. So. Yeah, it, it took a lot and I, I started dieting, I think, when I was 12 mm. and started exercising when I was 12, like full weight loss. So I wasn't running around with the other kids playing and naturally just... Expending that energy and burning no, I the was, calories or fewer. I went to the gym at 12 and did 60 minutes worth of... Workout. Workout. I remember it distinctly. I met with someone and we had we had a discussion about me actually being underage for the gym. Cause I think yeah, at because that I was stage, just going to say, it's only from a certain age because you're still growing. And we, we had a discussion. They're like, no, but you look old enough and I think it's fine if you do only these exercises and you don't. And I started gymming. And my mom was in full support of it. Um, and I have to say there was one stage where my I had got my first boyfriend at 14 and was gaining a bit of weight. Um, and my dad said something to my mom, like, Sam's, you know, looking a bit chunkier than normal. <laughs> and my mom said, you don't dare fucking say anything. She will <laughs> she will come to terms with the fact that she needs to lose weight. And it ha- thank God my mom said that because I think it would have done me a lot of damage had my dad, as best as his intentions were. Yeah, had Sammy, he, we need to talk about this yeah, thing. And, yeah. Had he pulled me aside and said that, I'd have... I don't know what would have happened. I don't know. That would have killed you. So as much as my mom, I feel, because my mom had bad and has bad body image issues. Uh, she was a ballerina and also our family of women. The pressure on ballerinas. Yeah. Oh. Our family of women aren't stick thin. We are of like medium bone density, but we're short and stocky. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, no, but the, you know what I mean. Mm. Like, I'm not a petite. It's not these person. elongated. It's not these long muscles, long thin legs. Like, no, that is not I'm us. Also, our family's also not built like that. And over time, I've had to come to terms with the fact that I will never be that way. That's not my legs aren't long, mm-hmm. and my my I don't have fine bones. Mm, these long fingers that look like you can play a piano like there's no tomorrow so as much as i used to look at blush magazine back in the day and lust after the various supermodels that were on the cover i know now that it's not realistic for me to think that i will look that way so what do i love about myself Mm. um and it it does i also reached the point i think in my 20s sometime in my 20s where i was just like also I wish I was as fat as I thought I was when I was 15 or 16 or 17. Mm. Mm. And I think I had a discussion with you last week where I, even when I, I lost weight for my wedding and I was very diligent and I reached 
literally if I was one kilo below that goal weight that I reached, I would have been underweight. Mm-hmm. So that's, I went to a dietitian and I said, I want to weigh the least that I can possibly weigh while still being healthy. Mm-hmm. And she said, okay. And she gave me a number on a scale and I reached that number on the scale. Do you know, I still wasn't happy. Mm. Um, so I don't know. That's I, and I think, I think that's where it comes in. How do you, it's like having, how some people might think that if I have just like, if I have 5 million rand in the bank in savings, then I'll be happy because I'll live more comfortably. I won't have that much stress, da, 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 da. Whatever your reasons will be, whatever the number is. And then you get there and you're still just like, I'm not there. Why, why am I not feeling it? Because you're I not still going to see cellulite. No matter if you reach that goal, weight, in, the, in terms of numbers, I still have cellulite. If I take my thighs and I push them together, I can still see that dimply skin. And you can change that also by completely changing your lifestyle. There's a way to get rid of the cellulite as well. But then once you start doing that, where are you then? And at what cost? And what does that take from you? I mean, how many hours are you going to have to spend in the gym? What other sacrifices are you? How realistic will it be for you to be able to accomplish that? Anything is, you can accomplish anything you want to, except for you can't be six feet tall if you're not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm never going to look long in life. Exactly, never. exactly. And neither, neither am I. But I think also that I don't think we realize as adults what, not damage we do, but what impact we have on those, th- those who listen to us or the little ones that pay attention to us. I remember in, uh, as a youngster growing up, I had an aunt who used to, Every time I saw her, we wouldn't see each other that regularly, but whenever I did see her, she would always, always, always comment about my weight. And it would literally be like, Hello, Shalinki, yes, my yay rogna like a fit. Uh, uh. And she, she totally, I once, when I, I think I was 23, I once confronted her about it and said to her, I would really appreciate it if you stop making those comments because it hurts me. You, I don't know where I got the courage, courage from to do it, but. And what was her reaction? She was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, my kind. I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. You know, I, you know, I'm just a guy named Joe. You know, I'm just joking with you. No, I don't. It hurts my feelings, yeah. and I don't know what her intention was. It, but probably she, it was no malicious intent. I'm sure. I'd like to believe, but. And I don't really know where it came from. What are you trying to achieve by saying things like that? And even if you're not saying them to a child or someone that you are that you have an impact on, even if you're saying them about yourself, if you're saying things like that about yourself, people hear you, your kids hear you, your nieces, your nephews, they hear what you say about yourself and about other people. And so we need to be kinder to ourselves just in order to not pass that message on. I remember taking part in beauty pageants as a youngster and adults would tell me all the time, you're so beautiful, you must just, you must just never, never put on weight, never get fat, just you must never get fat. Right? It's, I, was it the generation that we grew up in? Like, I is, don't is know. this because now we're entering into the body positive movement, which I have a whole lot of things mm, to say about mm. that. But... Um, I don't, I feel like the pressure was on in our generation. I was also at a family reunion, not a, you know, like a couple of months back. And also just the women in my family 
the first thing they notice and comment on is if you've lost a lot of weight. And if not, then you can see them looking at you. Mm. And at one point, like I was blissfully unaware. I've come a long way and I want to get to how I sort of overcame that poor body image postpartum. But um, I stood up. I was holding Elijah and then I needed to go to the toilet. So I handed Elijah over and I stood up and I could see my mom's cousin's eyes following my body up so she could give me a once over and I I thought for a second no why why does that mean anything to you how what I look like and Mm -hmm. how big my thighs are in relation to my waist or that's what the women in my family inherently just flocked to that immediate reaction she didn't even know she was doing it it's so unfortunate actually and I mean we we gonna talk about postpartum body image as well because th- now my what I'm re- referring to now is just how I perceive myself and my body because of how I grew up. But then then you have a kid and your entire body changes again, and then you have to come to terms with this is the way I will look now I suppose right. for the rest of my yeah. days, and it ain't getting better, honey. Yeah, because I'm only getting older. Yeah, exactly. So let it's me play downhill your, from here. Let me play your voice note from a listener who tuned in um, because it impacts directly on what you're saying now. Um, I've always been small. Um, I've now accepted the fact that I will never, ever be a small again, <laughs> even though it's just like the boobs that have now gone in the way. Um yeah, I just, I, you know, I look at myself and there are days I'm really hard on myself. I'm not prepared to give up my chocolate. I'm not prepared to give up uh, my wine. Um, but I also don't want to be that mom that had kids and just gave up. So, yeah, 15 kilos overweight, but working on it. And, yeah, taking time for myself, I suppose. So this particular mom I hit up because she recently started running and that seems to be her, her f- me time mm. as well. And she's doing really well with, I mean, she's only four or five months postpartum now with her third child. Um, so when do you fit in that time? She's doing what she can and I just thought, you know, I'm sure she's got a lot to say on on this topic and I mean look at that she's she has that number in her head that 15 kgs and I admire the balance here in that I'm never going to be a small again her Mm. boobs from breastfeeding have literally changed size Mm. that's a whole other thing to leap to overcome and then but at the by the same token she doesn't want to be the mom who let go yeah you don't want to you still want to be able to look at yourself and be like I um I like the way I look, I feel pretty, I feel good, I might not be a size small anymore, but hell, I've come a long way, my body's been through a lot, and I, I like what I see. So, I, I, and I mean, I mean we, we should get an expert or somebody that can, can weigh in on this, because I'm only talking from my personal experience, you're only talking from your personal experience, I don't know the answers, but what I do know is that we need to be more kind to ourselves because you and I had this discussion the other day like you're like okay it's been three months um I better get 
my C-section's kind of healed now. When can I start exercising? Six weeks is the mark. And when exercise is important to you, then you kind of want to get back on the horse as quickly as possible. Right. I'm, I'm not a person who loves exercise and I've never been driven it hasn't been part of my life I exercise when I need to I can push myself hard and I know in in cases where I have committed to something I can see it through but I get I only work at okay this is a 12-week program I'm gonna work the cuck out of this 12-week program and when I'm done I'm gonna be at the top of the hill and thank that's over out of my life kind of thing so you've never had the runner's high that you're going back for it's never been it for me it's often a mental health thing I don't know. I know exercise makes me feel good. I know that those endorphins, those those happy feelings that you have after a good workout, I've had them, I've felt them, but they don't weigh enough. The, oh my <laughs> God, I hate this, weighs way more than what that weighs. When I have had fun exercising was when I've done stuff like uh, dance classes or like when you're not thinking about it you're thinking yes. about the steps when I'm doing thinking, something yeah. that doesn't when I'm not like on a treadmill I'm like five more minutes how many more kilometers I can't, I can't I can't do that so when I'm thinking about the steps and it doesn't feel like exercise I feel tired and I feel I'm sweating and I feel all of those things but I just want to get the step right I just want to finish this little but routine but it's important or whatever. that you know that and that you've recognized that so yeah I'm not and I think that's why running is not not for me when I do it and I just Gently, like earlier this year, you and I had a discussion about me getting into running. It's not for me, Sam. I'm telling you now, I've tried it a million times. I'm not committed to it. Mm. And I, it, for as long as I feel that way, I'm never going to succeed at it. Mm. And so what I want to say is that we had a, just, just this weekend on Sunday, I had a discussion with a close friend of mine. We were, all had C-sections with our babies and we're going on an international holiday as a group of friends and we're talking about, mm, I still have a couple of kilos I want to shake off. I'm not ready for being in a swimsuit and whatever. And we were talking about boob jobs and I, I don't know what size bikini to buy or if I can even still wear a bikini because a, a full costume doesn't offer enough support and some bikini tops have like little has padding that gives a bit more support to perk those babies up a bit but then I've got my c-section tummy and so we have this whole long discussion about it and my one friend says to me that she's not actually even worried about her weight because she's happy with the size that she is but from her c-section and hysterectomy her belly's quite bloated and it's not just that little bottom c-section pouch that I know yeah the mom pouch that little mom pouch because I have that mom pouch which I'm battling to get rid of, and I know stomach is eating and stomach exercises, but a C-section mom pouch is different to just a normal tummy. And so she's saying she's got like a full belly still, and she's so skinny, and someone asked her the other day if she's pregnant. And she Uh -uh. says she was so devastated because she's been working so hard. She's been trying to eat so healthy. I said to her, your baby is eight months old. You went through an incredible ordeal to bring this baby into this world. Yeah, she had quite a traumatic birth. And so... And nobody knows Nobody knows that. And so nobody should fuck fucking... Fuck those people exactly. is what I say. I have to say this. For even for, from the boy who commented on my acne <laughs> to the boy who commented on your bum to the aunts who look you up and down and even tell you when you're picking up weight. Can I just say, and even those people today, Charlene, who look at you or I and um, say, yes, but you're looking good. You've lost so much weight. That is a problem in and of itself because that means, what, do you, what is the first thing you think when somebody tells you, you see, but you've lost a lot of weight? Oh, so clearly you looked at me and thought, fuck, but you're a big groot, no? Yes. 
<laughs> so bottom line for me is, should you be commenting on someone's body at all unless you're telling them, yes, but you look healthy and good. Yeah. You or look you, happy. Yes. This is the thing. Because I don't know, should you even be commenting? Unless, unless the words you are speaking are intended to be positive reinforcement. Like, I appreciate, it's funny, because just the same weekend now, we were talking about weight, and as some friends arrived, they were, they, I don't know how it, I think it was this friend who, who had the difficult birth, and she said to me, yes, my friend, I just have to tell you, you're looking so good, which obviously I appreciate, and she said that because she knows, and I've openly discussed with her my journey and my challenges and my body image issues and how I felt about myself. So it came from her as a, as an encouragement, um, which I saw as such, and I really appreciated, and then Another friend in the group said, yes, I must just say, when we arrived now, I thought to myself, goodness, you've lost a lot of weight. And I, I smiled because it's exactly that thing that you just said. And I didn't even feel offended by it because I know I was big. And I know you noticed. I mean, there's no way you cannot notice that I was big. And also, if it was obviously to this person a significant change and it was meant in a positive way. <laughs> but And he was just adding to what we were discussing. And then the other friend corrected him to say, it's not really how you say it. You, yeah. sh you should just say, you're looking lovely. <laughs> <laughs> are the words that you're looking for. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think let's put out a PSA here, Charlene. How would you want someone to, to say it? And I mean, you weren't offended because you know these people that you're friends and you've spoken mm, about. Mm. But for a stranger to come up to you and ask you about pretty much about your weight loss, mm. but actually they're asking you about your image and they, they're commenting on your body, which is so personal. What is the best way to go about it? I suppose if I was the one commenting on someone's weight, how I would do it, and I would do it in that way just because... That's probably how I would appreciate it if you were doing it to me. I'd probably not make a big fuss about it in front of everyone. And later when we were standing off to the side, just the two of us, I'd make time for us to have a quiet moment alone in the Kair or at the Bri or wherever we were and just pull that person aside and gave them a reassuring comment to say, listen, I, j I, I don't want to offend you or make you uncomfortable at all. I just want to tell you that I've noticed how wonderful you are looking. Whatever it is that you're doing, keep it up and congratulations because you're looking happy and healthy um, and you should be very proud of yourself. Because I think that's encouraging and kind because what you're noticing is, first of all, the person, and this is just my opinion, that's what I would appreciate. Someone else might find that offensive, but the reason I would appreciate it is, first of all, because the person is recognizing that it's no small feet. feet. Mm -hmm. And secondly, you don't want it to be broadcast across the party. I mean, I had a, a, a friend that's, it's not a close friend, it's an acquaintance at a party in front of everyone also say to me, so have you just, so what have you been doing? Have you just been like dieting? Have you been on like this strict diet or yes, like, cause you've lost a lot of weight. And there, everyone was dead quiet, and here I am having to divulge. And you're on the spot. And what, what happens if 
You were on that ridiculous like boiled eggs and and red wine diet. Oh, I was drinking. I was on a prescription appetite suppressant yeah. drug from my doctor because I have no or ability to control my own. Or you craving. stapled your stomach. Or exactly, I stapled my stomach. Or I. Or heaven forbid, I have been incredibly depressed, uh, and I've been hospitalized for depression. And I've been on medication that has caused me to lose my appetite 100%, and I, I just don't eat anymore. Right. I don't know. What if I have stomach cancer? And that's why, and, and I'm not ready to tell people. And I wanted to say that. So I want to touch on this. We have to wrap up because we can talk about this forever, forever. Like, like anything. But um, I'm going to put her on the spot. So <laughs> a friend of mine, Mrs. Chloe, she. Um, has a uh, she's a photographer right. and but she blogs under the name Mrs. Chloe. Okay. Um, and she recently posted about uh, her mental health issues and that and shared with followers that she had depression and suffered depression and she shared a picture of herself at sort of the crux of it and her little one was probably about two at the time and she was very very thin. And then she posted after months and months of work with a psychologist and, um, you know, eating the right foods to kind of gain that weight back. Um, she posted how after months of work, she's gained a bit of weight and has filled out a bit more. So you and I are very focused on weight loss mm. because that's where our issues are. But you forget that people have uh, depression where they don't have an appetite and they can't eat, but also mental issues like bulimia and mm, anorexia mm. where you'll be saying to them man you look good what have you been doing and that person's never going to turn around and say well actually i've been really unhappy with my life and in order to control uh how badly this is going for me i've actually re uh, rebounded and or uh, gone back to bulimic tendencies yeah. and i've been throwing up everything i eat yeah. it's that shit you don't know what people are going through mm. so you have to be tactful, right? Mm, mm. Or just don't say anything. Unless you know for sure that it will mean a lot to that person if you were, if they've at some point expressed that it's sad that people don't notice or I've been working so hard or if you know, if you happen to know for damn sure that it is important to that person to get the acknowledgement or the recognition, then say something. But for the most part, just... Pack it in. Yeah, read and read the room, people. You exactly. know exactly. Read the room. So, um, very lastly, and you touched on this, and we spoke about it. I, I do think there is a room for us to be kinder to ourselves, and you never want to be that person who's always striving for a number on the scale. So I call bullshit on that fucking number on the scale that has messed with our minds for all eternity. I agree. Done with it. I'm done. I want to feel happy about where I am at whatever stage and healthy for my husband and my kid. I want to feel nice. I don't yeah. really care what size jeans I'm in. If I feel nice, that number makes no difference to me. And can I tell you, when I started doing that in my life, not, yes, I, I'm measuring now what's coming off. So I do look at the number on the scale. But before I fell pregnant with Josh, I decided I will not weigh myself. I will not. I will make healthier choices, and when I feel my clothes are starting to sit too loose, I will buy a different size, and I will continue to buy a different size until 
I, I don't lose anymore and the clothes that I fit into, I fit comfortably into and I feel well. When I started doing that, I started feeling mentally much more happier. I, I haven't been so depressed because yeah. there isn't a number attached to it. It's done wonders for your sanity, mm. in other words. Exactly. So for me, the same. Actually, postpartum, I, I have never beaten myself up about not fitting into a certain size gene. I just want to feel better mm. and more positive. I, want to mm. I still want to feel pretty and I want to have pride in how I look. But fuck that number on the scale. I'm done with it. Yeah, um, I agree. Speaking about being kind... To yourself, we have uh, one more listener that uh, sent us a voice note, and I think we'll end off uh, with what she had to say. I didn't have a great self-image growing up. Um, I was very unkind to myself, and only after a big health scare did I realize that my body needed to be treated with kindness um, and love. So I strive to put emphasis on treating our bodies and our hearts with kindness and just not being so critical about physical appearance. Um, I'm trying to teach Sloane to take care of her appearance from a place of self-love um, and because everyone deserves that love from themselves. Um, to just care more about mental health and your feelings um, rather than just about what people see when they look at you. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing, just winging it every day. And yeah, that's how we go. Sure, okay, so... I mean, I think of all of all of our discussions, we could probably chat all day about this. Yeah, I mean, this topic is so broad, like uh, most topics we cover. But <laughs> yeah, the truth is, it, it boils down to don't judge, be more kind to yourself, don't put so much pressure on yourself, and think about how you view yourself and how that is being portrayed to people that look at you. And people that actually worship the ground that we walk on, i.e. our husbands and kids, mm. right? They, I mean, I've got to say one thing that, that I did learn only much later, like in the past year or something. And, okay, we've spoken a lot about intimacy and sex and in our maintenance episodes. So I don't really want to go there and speak a lot out of the bedroom. But in being intimate with my husband, who I've known this past Friday, I knew him for 17 years we've been together. It's, like it's a lifetime. It was only in the past year that I started fully realizing that we, when we are intimate or how he views me, he's not looking at the dimples on my thighs or at the extra roll I have on my tummy. He's looking at me mm. and he loves me. Exactly. And it's like in that movie and book, Eat, Pray, Love, yes. when the one girl says to Julia Roberts, have you ever seen a man unhappy when you drop your clothes no matter what size you are exactly and it's like no no they're just happy to be getting lucky that's what it it's true <laughs> and i only kind of clicked and and was able to kind of just be myself in the moment without being i mean i used to lie on the bed in a particular way so that this roll didn't roll over one side or that so that my legs looked the skinniest if i lay in this position 
What utter fucking crap. It's bullshit. That is bullshit. <laughs> we should not do that to ourselves. And also we, we, we live in an era where we look at these celebrities like Kim Kardashians and whatever. And then three months post baby, they have these hot bodies and they're in bikinis on holiday. And, and, and there is a lot that goes into that. Personal trainers, special diets, special everything. It's their jobs. To look the way yeah, they do. Nobody's paying us to lose the baby weight, folks. Otherwise, Ex we probably would have done it a lot sooner. <laughs> exactly. And so I'm saying if you are desperately unhappy with the way you look at yourself, then put measures in place that will make you get to a happier place. But be kind to yourself and don't be so hard on yourself because your husband loves you, your family loves you, your kids absolutely adore you and they only view you the way you make them make them view you. I drove in the car the other day and I was putting lip balm on my lips and I was just checking in the mirror and just after I'd put it on, I was, you know how you rub your lips together? Yeah. And I was rubbing my lips together doing that and out of the blue, Josh, out of, just out, out of the back of the car, it wasn't even lipstick, out of the back of the car just said, I love you, mommy, you look so beautiful. Man. And I'm going to cry now. But he does that. He surprises me with the cutest comments every now and again. And I, I just realize he looks at me like I am a goddess. And why should I convince him otherwise yeah. by the bullshit that comes out of my mouth? I'm his mommy. And to him, I'm absolutely everything. And I deserve that because I am worthy. And that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> With well, tears in my eyes. You floored me, Charlene, because I don't have anything to say about that. We need Other to than you are absolutely right. We just need to be kinder to ourselves. Just why is it so bloody hard? I don't know why we do it to ourselves. It's unfortunate and it's unfair because every little dimple, every little scar, every little stretch mark, every little part of our bodies, every wrinkle, every gray hair, tells the story of who you are and where you are and and where you've come from and if and it doesn't define who you are it just is part of who you are and we should embrace that a little i always say when i when i turn 50 i don't care what size i am i don't care how i look i will not care one more day about wanting to lose weight i will not even discuss Wanting to lose weight. Because I think I've had my whole damn life then to try. And if I didn't fucking get it right by 50, <laughs> I never will. <laughs> and I've earned my stripes to let myself go. Okay, I hear you. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a number. I don't know. Maybe when I'm 50, I'll feel different. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think there are. I know of some women who are still in their like 60s and they... Still on diets and trying to lose weight. Well, my gran often talks about, oh, I've put on so much weight. Or even Red's gran will comment about um, uh, wanting to uh, – she'll every week she still gets on the scale and she checks her weight and because she's got these pants and they're a little bit tight. And she's in her 80s. You know, oh, 80s, man. I do not want to give two hoots Same. about my weight when yeah. I'm 80. <laughs> or, or or even past 50. Same. This is the way I look and deal with it. <laughs> okay, so we're going to keep on talking. Charlene and I have chatted enough about our uh, weight problems. And when we want to hear from you, like I told you about my friend, Mrs. Chloe, um, go and have a look at her post. It's It really opened my eyes and I had a bit of a chat with her about it and said that we'd be doing an episode on body image and that it really is important to... Also consider that it's not only about weight gain, it's also about severe weight loss 
and that some people have lost weight because they're unhappy, you know, and it's exactly. sometimes not even about fucking weight. No, it's about how you look and feel. That's what it's uh, what it is about for me. I've also recently done a post in my personal social media where, and I don't like to do things like that, but I decided no, it's not. It wasn't a post like. Uh, before and after, I did this and see how much I weigh. No, now, you know <laughs> this isn't like a personal the advertisement, the biggest loser, or it's not about that. It's about I happened to glance past a photo of the way I used to look, and I often feel uh, downtrodden and not nice in my own skin. And when I saw that, I thought to myself, Charlene, you are accomplishing your goal here however long it might take and, and you're kind of missing it because you're not in the yes, moment yes because right? i'm because i'm not appreciating what it, so i i'm winning in some aspects of of the of the word and i am making healthier choices and it's showing it's showing and it's an accomplishment and i'm proud of myself and i i like what i see so listen good on you for not for what you've accomplished, because that goes without saying you've accomplished a lot. What I want to congratulate you on is for recognizing that moment. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got a round of applause last week in last week's recording as well. Well, there you go. I'm in control of the round of applause. So. I'm going to make you press that button for yourself next time. <laughs> Thanks. Anyway. Yeah, man, I think it's important for us to see how far we've come. And like, yes, we had that discussion about me at three months and I went, okay, I've reached, at the six-week mark, I started, I started the Bikini Body Guide, Kayla Itzness's, uh program. And I didn't stick with it because my baby was six weeks old, goddammit. It's right? not realistic. So when Elijah was three months, I signed up for boot camp. Three months. And what did I do? I woke up at uh, 10 to 4 in the morning and expressed milk for my three-month-old and left him with my terrified husband and went and, yes, it was me time. But when I look back, I'm just like, oh, my God, he was only three months old when I did that. Yeah. That's, what? Why did I do that to myself? And you have to, if you are doing that to yourself, you have to just check that you are doing it only for yourself and not so that you can lose the baby weight. Or exactly. And also coming off the back of our newborn episode last week, this is... This so is I was in the upside down. And there's time. <laughs> exactly. You were in the yeah. upside down. There is time. When your kid is two or three and they start running around and they can try and put on their own shoes and they can like start wanting to do things themselves, you won't be in the upside down anymore and then... Get cracking on whatever makes you unhappy. Do not put yourself under that pressure. And it's all about, like, I wanted to do a full-on boot camp instead of just allowing myself to walk around the block. Just, yes, breathing right? in air and taking in life. No, that's not a good enough exercise. No, 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 you've got to be like balls to the wall in it. Yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> Hashtag be kind to yourself, guys. Yeah, and, and let us know your stories. Please tell us, you, you're welcome to weigh in on something, swear and cry or laugh. You can DM us a voice note on Instagram at the Great Equalizer Podcast. Or record one on your phone and hit us up over email, um, thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com. Even if it's about... Um, this episode, it's not too late. We'll play it in a subsequent one because 
body image is always going to be an issue. So please, we want to hear from you. And we also, I mean, your story might help another mom who's going through a bad day or whatever. So feel free to tag us on Instagram or Facebook posts with the hashtags, hashtag bombing at momming or bombing, yeah, bombing at momming or hashtag bad mom moment, because that's our new segment from this week. Tell us about <laughs> your, your wins and fails and nailed it or not nailing it. And don't forget to tag at the Great Equalizer podcast so that we see your hashtags when you uh, felt like you were bombing at momming and when you had a bad mom moment we want to know about it we're all bad moms anyway come on (laughs) let's just be realistic (laughs) guys yeah your support is super important to us every like love comment share we read everyone we commiserate with you guys we cheer you on you are our family in this um so please just keep them coming And also don't forget to review us on Apple Podcast or rate us on Facebook and hit the subscribe button. If you subscribe, if you follow us and subscribe on those, on those platforms, then you'll receive the reminders of the new episodes and the, the content that we're putting out there. And share if you like it and you're in Spotify or you're in Apple or you're in uh, SoundCloud, you can share and load it to your Instagram or put it on Facebook. Uh, the apps allow for that. And what's great is the more we're seeing, the better this podcast will do and the better we'll be able to do for you. The more information, like valuable information, we'll be able to bring your way. And if you are uh, an expert or somebody who works either an image consultant or, or somebody who works in the health industry or and you feel passionate about moms and body image and postpartum weight loss or weight gain, share with us, enlighten us. We want to hear what you have to say and we so that we are able to help moms out there who stuck in the thick of it absolutely guys tune in next week um it'll be a little less heavy (laughs) no tissues (laughs) required tissues required um we will be chatting about netflix for moms so guys that's it for this week until next time keep keep your your mom game strong For more on today's show, please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizerza.com or catch us on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast or on Facebook. If you want something a little more personal, email us at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com and we'll get back to you.